Well, hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Hall, and with me, as always, and I guess I should say, I would say returning back, but you haven't really left as far as a regular episode. Right. Well, as always, my friend, Patrick Terry. Welcome. Welcome. I don't want to say welcome back, because still, it's only been two weeks. Yeah, within the within yeah, the yeah, time frame. Um, I don't, I don't know if you actually had a chance to listen to the episode yet with uh, not yet, not yet. All right. Well, I did my impression of you because mm-hmm. um, I said and I, I referred to you as being on on special assignment. Um, I said, yeah, Patrick's on special. I said Patrick's on special assignment. Uh, you know, he's at work. <laughs> so during the recording, since it was on a, I would say, well, technically, I guess it was a school night, but it was on your regular night that you normally work. True. Um, and I mistakenly suggested that you play hooky from work <laughs> on the last episode, so I figured that would probably work against us. Yeah. 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 But, um, welcome. Patrick Terry. That's not very good. Finally, I've come back. Yes, return <laughs> after two weeks. But, but yeah, uh, we are actually, uh, even though this will still drop on our regularly scheduled day, we're actually recording once again during the daytime um, because uh, I'm not going to be, well, I mean, I guess I'm, I will be, as when this episode drops, I will be returning back. Uh, from Tampa, Florida. Um, this past Tuesday, uh, I guess by the time this drops, almost it had been almost a week. Um, my dad had passed away. He, uh, not exactly sure yet why. Uh, probably a, uh, I think they're thinking probably a heart attack. Um, so I am going down. You know, I'll be returning back from the funeral, and uh, you know we. It, Hadn't really been, it's not really, those that know me know that it's not a huge secret that him and I don't, had, have had a very rocky relationship, um, to kind of put it mildly. Um, hadn't really spoken in three years, I think. Um, but it, uh, anyways, uh, so, you know, going, I'll be returning from that. He, uh, he was a Vietnam, uh, he served in the Vietnam War, he was in the Marines, he served his country, he became a drill instructor, and, uh, you know, he was very, very much, uh, when he got out, and years late, many years later, uh, he started, you know, he started doing a lot of work for the, for the Veterans Affairs, and for VA, or I mean for, uh, sorry, VFW. And doing a lot, especially in the state of Florida, he served, I think, on the state board of veterans or something like that. And he did a lot of good work there. Um, so I know they will miss all his hard work and everything he's helped give into that. So I'm going to just take a quick minute before we kind of get into the actual episode and just kind of talk, you know, kind of do a little mini tribute. So. This movie's a movie podcast, so that's kind of what we're going to focus on, is that my dad was a huge John Wayne fan. You know, he's... I just remember whenever going to visit, he would always have a Western on. 
because I guess they're always on like USA on the weekends or something like that. I always say used to right back in the back in the uh, back in the eighties and early nineties, or it was on some other channel like TNT or something. TNT or well, or even just the local channels yeah. in Kansas City um, when he was living up there. And he would always have them on, and I would just be bored because they're old westerns, and as a kid, they're not really. Right. And that and the westerns were never really my genre of movies, not until later on. Like the Lone Ranger movie, I think it's The Legend of the Lone Ranger, was probably one of my first westerns that I remember actually liking. Second one was probably Blazing Saddles. Probably not. I was definitely too young, but it's a TV version of Blazing Saddles. Okay. If if you could believe there was ever such a thing <laughs> as a TV, as a version that was edited well enough for it to make it to TV. Right. But I remember watching it all the time because I had it recorded on VHS. And so a lot of the words and a lot of the different things got, you know, you know edit, got edited or redubbed over. Anyways, um, so I, I mean, I used to love watching that. Anyways, my dad loved John Wayne. I can never figure it out why. Um, but, you know, as someone that, is, that does love movies, you know, there are times I watch movies. I would, I would say force, but there's movies that I, <coughs> excuse me, I do have a cough bear with me. I'm going to try and do my best. <coughs> To cough off my kids. Hey, it is the season. Right. It is fall. <clears throat> so, I kind of made myself watch old westerns to kind of challenge myself to see why people liked them, why they're popular. Right. Um, so, I watched them probably in my mid 30s because I always old westerns. I, growing up, I loved Tombstone. In fact, my dad was the one that I actually talked to my dad into taking me to go see Tombstone. It was the only time he actually said, wasn't that rated R? Mind you, this is after he's already taken me to see Die Hard 2, (laughs) Die Harder, and taken me to see T2, Judgment Day. So I've seen two rated R movies. Right. And they were both action. (coughs) So they, uh, so I went and saw that, and so I talked him into having to take us. So we went, and I loved it. I mean, I loved Two Stones. It was a great movie. And then, so, anyways, uh, the newer Westerns I grew, you know, I realized I really liked. I think he even took us to go see Unforgiven, the Clint Eastwood movie. Right. I was probably too young for that one, but I was still, like, junior high. But I was probably still too young, <laughs> just because of the, you know, the themes and stuff in there. It was, uh, it's an amazing movie. It's probably, honestly, probably one of my favorite Clint Eastwood movies. So, that's... Yeah, I mean, that's not, I don't really am a fan of Clint Eastwood. Um, I've tried. But there's a couple I'll watch, and that's one of them. Right. Um, but, like, the 90s Westerns I really enjoyed. Um, but old Westerns I just never could get into. But he liked, uh, but two John Wayne movies I kind of, after checking them out from the library and watching them, um, El Dorado with uh, Robert Mitchum, and James Conn, very young James Conn. I really, really like. Um, it's a good Western. Uh, Lou Grant, uh, Ed Asner plays the bad guy, younger Ed Asner. Um, and it's just kind of, it's it's well done. It's a good action movie. He doesn't try and, 
I don't. I think if John Wayne wasn't in it and they put a different actor in there, it would still be a good movie and I would still enjoy it. Okay. Does that make sense? Like, I don't think he brings anything to it to where I'm. It was like only he could play that. Right. He didn't make it his own. Even in that yeah, way. I mean, to me, this is gonna. And this will probably ruffle some feathers. But to me, John Wayne. John Wayne is kind of like. I guess he was kind of like the rock for his day. Like he just, you put him in a movie, he's going to be the rock. Right, right. Put a rock in, he's going to be the rock. You're not going to get, you're not going to get a real weighty, dramatic performance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Pretty much playing himself. Yeah, more or less. You know, but, you know, but, but on a heightened level. Okay. And so I think for me, that's my view of John Wayne. He's basically there, you know, the 19... 40, uh, shoot, already, even all the way back to the 30s, he acted for 40-something years, I want to say. Um, from the 30s all the way up until at least the 70s. Is, I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing because I don't know, because uh, I'm not exactly sure about his filmography. But the other one's Rio Bravo is another good one that I really liked. I guess they both are locations, <laughs> location movies, I guess. Um, but I, both, I also really enjoy that one as well. I think that's the one that has Ricky Nelson in it. So, um, but I actually enjoyed that one also. Um, I tried watching Green Berets and back when I was trying to watch John Wayne movies, and I, yeah, no. It's, well, it's very much a propaganda movie hmm. in the sense, and I don't mean that like in a bad way. I'm just saying you can tell it was a, trying to get people to want to enlist and be in the military. Right. Much, in, I mean, I'll be the one, to, and I'll be the first one to say, it. Top Gun is a propaganda movie. Right. I mean, it's the same. I mean, you can even look at research, research because they actually did research on, and actually would have recruiters outside the movie theaters, you know, like in the lobby area to right. get, you know, like people, yeah, for like after Top Gun to try and recruit people, and they saw an increase in people joining the Navy wow. after Top Gun. Like it's not a like, not like something I'm just making up. It's you know, for dark, you know people talk about never read articles about it right so um and shoot half of evan costello's early catalogs are propaganda movies evan costello buck privates buck privates go home in the navy keep them flying like they're all propaganda movies to get people to you know to help with the war effort in world war ii right and you know to try and get people to want to enlist and be part of it so i'm not by me saying that the green Berets is a propaganda movie i'm not in any ways trying to talk down to it, I guess is a good way to put it, if that makes sense. Yeah. I'm just trying to mention, hey, it's this is, but it, and it wasn't for me. Okay. I watched, just recently, I watched The Searchers, because I'm doing, because uh, the Unschooled podcast is doing the AFI's Top 100, had The Searchers. I had never seen The Searchers. Right. Never had any interest to see it. Um, yeah, I was bored with it. It's it's this, I mean I can see where people would like it. It's just not for me because I just don't like. I'm not a westerns person. Right. Person, you know, I'm not one of those people. That's not my genre. And even for older movies, it's still not my genre. Yeah. And there's so many. You look back and you can watch it and appreciate it. But you can also look, because when you use it with today's eyes, you're like, wow, there's so many racist things in there, and sexist. You know, I mean, but that's most movies just because times have changed since then. Um, would I recommend it? I mean, if you really want to watch the AFI Top 100, then you kind of, yeah. But otherwise, 
Westerns aren't your thing, then don't watch it. Yeah. Um, trying to think of another one. I can't, you know, honestly, I couldn't even tell you my dad's favorite movie. I don't know. Um, my dad was one of those people that would watch a movie one time and then wonder why, and wouldn't understand why I'd want to rewatch movies. Because I would rewatch the same movies over and over. Yeah. And that's because I enjoy them. And I, so even if I do, I already know what's going to happen. Yeah. I like seeing how things play out. Right. I like trying to find new things about movies, and that's why I love watching, rewatching movies. Right. Plus, they're enjoyable. It's entertaining. Yeah, if you like it, why not? Yeah, exactly. My, I, I've, I can, I, I can picture in my head the times where he's gone to Blockbuster, and you know, back when we had Blockbuster, you know, um, would go and rent a movie, get home, start watching it, and realize he's already seen it, and then get upset and take the movie home. Dang. I'm like, don't you want to watch it? So instead, I would take said movie, if it's something I thought I might like, and then go downstairs to the basement and go watch it. Right. I'm like, I'm going to get someone, I'll get use out of it. You know, if you don't want to watch it, I'll go downstairs and watch it. Yeah. It was just a very unique relationship that way. Um, so it was uh, very interesting. I don't, I'm not sure if he really fully understood uh, why I like movies the way I did. Right. Um, which is, uh, it's fine. Um, my stepmom, uh, Peggy, um, really appreciated it and really tried to actually encourage me at a young age because she was an English teacher and knew I liked to write to write reviews. She told, She's told me for, and I'll be the first one to say, she's told me for 20-something years to go do that. Yeah. That's what I needed to be doing. I mean, I guess this is kind of my way of doing it, you know, 20 something years later. And, you know, I started writing it before we started the podcast and finally got around to it. It just took a little time. Right. Um, so, and I've always appreciated her for encouraging that and seeing that, and, you know, that potential. And, you know, even though it's not something that one or both of them, because she too it does not want to rewatch movies. Right. Um, but one thing I do remember, and it's been a long time ago, um, her watching, which one was it? I can't remember now. It's Nicholas Sparks movie, and I should know all of them by heart because I'm one of those few guys that actually really likes it. Was it The Notebook? <laughs> it wasn't Notebook, it was oh. the Zac Efron one, which is why I'm trying to remember it. Oh. He was like coming home from military service. And I'm sure someone's yelling at the thing. I don't know right. who, but there might be at least one person trying to yell. Um, he comes back, he falls in love, and it'll probably pop in my head later while you're talking about your movies. Yeah. And, and then if it does, then I'll wait till you get done talking and I'll shut it out. I'll write it down. Um, but he, uh, anyways, so we talked about another Sparks movies and just that kind of early rom coms or just romantic movies in general. Um, so we always had that. Anyways, I don't want to make this bummer episode, um, but I did want to kind of always talk a little bit about you know uh, us going to the movies. And one thing which I always found humorous, and I've never done with my kids, we would go to the movies, we would get concessions, we were not allowed to eat popcorn before the movie started. That was like a rule. Had to wait till we had to wait till, and I'll be like, "Does that include previews?" And we're talking like I'm now in my, you know, middle school age, almost teenager years. I'm like, 
is this still a thing? Like, right. Are we still doing this? Yeah. And even, uh, I think finally I got to where we would go if I was in, when, if we went to the movies and I was in like high school, I would just buy my own. Yeah. Like if I had cash, I would just buy my own. Because I'm going to be getting a large, I'm going to be eating from the time we sit down <laughs> till the time, till the time that, that food, you know, that's empty. Right. And, uh, but I always found it kind of humorous. You know, I look back and find it humorous, but then I was like, I can't believe this. <laughs> but yeah. And one movie I always remember, you know, it's funny how my movie memory works. There's so many movies I can remember who I, like I could tell you what year a movie came out by who I was with right. and where I saw it. And it's so weird how that works. I don't know how I've been able to catalog that in my brain, but that's just kind of humorous. Yeah. I remember I went and saw Virtuosity with uh, Denzel Washington and a very young Russell Crowe, very unknown young Russell Crowe. Um, we saw it at the Ward Parkway Mall in Kansas City. And it was one of those you had to go like take an elevator up to the theater. It was really weird. Mm-hmm. And, and the audience was a predominantly black audience. Um, and it was hilarious because I still to this day remember because I laughed about it for at least two or three days these two ladies sitting in front of, and sitting in front of me just talking going on about Denzel just talking about mm, girl I <laughs> Denzel he could rock my world any day I love me some Denzel yeah, pretty much and just, still to this day yeah <laughs> and that's and yeah and it's just and I laughed because just the way these went back and forth, I'm like, this is kind of inappropriate. And like they got, you know, I was like, wow. I got really and then, descriptive and mixed. A little bit, not too, not yeah. not overly, but it was, I still laughed about that because, girl, love me some Denzel. <laughs> <laughs> so every time I see a Denzel movie, I kind of, I don't know why, but it always pops up in my head. <clears throat> but I remember he took me to go see Virtuosity. So... All right, enough of that. Um, let's <clears throat> get into. In, um, so I guess technically that's what's new with me. I'll be uh, returning from that um, when this drops. We're recording on Friday, um, and, and uh, so that uh, since I won't be here Sunday, and so that we don't have to figure out how Skype works, or at least let me rephrase that, so I don't have to loan a microphone to Patrick to keep track of. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> So yeah. for to do Skype, you know, we just do it now and then not have to worry about it. And then this will just be scheduled to drop on Monday. All right. So that is, uh, I guess, what is new with me. Uh, what is new with you? Uh, well, <clears throat> my niece recently turned a year old last Sunday, this past Sunday. So celebrated that. Oh, so awesome. That was, that was pretty cool. Um, it was me, my mom, sister, my daughter was there. And then my sister's dad showed up to, you know, give his gifts. And then my niece's dad came and spent some good quality time with her. Good. So it was cool. It was a good day. Good. All right. Good. Um, no drama? No. I mean, you can kind of feel it. Tension. There's tension, but there wasn't drama. Yeah. Like everybody behaved more or less. Yeah. yeah. That's always good. And then, um, yeah, that, that was that day. And then this week, of course, was the launch of Disney+. Plus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I've been... Haven't been able to dive into watching a lot of content, but I yeah. plan on doing that because I got some time off coming soon. And um, but it's, it's a lot. It's like seven hundred hours of movie content and over three thousand hours of television. Everything Disney, Marvel, Pixar. But wow, a lot okay. of content. <laughs> so we know that 
We know that, so just kind of, we'll, because, you know, Marvel's now part of Disney and all the superheroes. So, so there's still Marvel movies on Netflix. Are they also on Disney, same ones on not, Disney Plus? Not yet. Since okay. they still have those commitments there, once those run out. They can put them on yes. there as well. Okay. So there's no Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther's not there, uh, yeah, Ant-Man and Wasp, and, um. I'm not like the original Captain America. I don't think it's on there, but I don't even think that's on Netflix. Oh, yeah, um, I don't think it's on Netflix either. Yeah, but um, Infinity War is not on there yet, but yeah. it does have Endgame. So there's a few movies missing, and I don't know if Spider-Man: Homecoming or Far From Home will show up on there or not. Because it's owned by Sony, right? Yeah. So I don't know if they'll let them do that. <laughs> but they do. They do have Spider-Man content, but it's more the animated series because yeah. they have the rights to to animate. the animated, just not to the. That's right. so funny how that works. Yeah. But it's cool so far. There's a lot of content. Old TV shows like Gargoyles, Doug. It's not the Nickelodeon Doug, but it's Disney Doug, so a little disappointing there. They don't have that port. You know, basically everything Disney did from 96 on, Okay, they've got that. Um, X-Men animated. That's a big deal. <laughs> and see, I th- so I know there's so many people that love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, full confession, I don't think I've ever watched it. Yeah. No. I, and it's not, I, I don't know if I, I don't know why. Like, I, I just don't remember ever watching it when I was, when it was out. Yeah. However, I do understand Darkwing and Duck is apparently the most popular thing on there right now. Yes, I saw that. I did used to watch that. Darkwing Duck, Tailspin, Jim Dale Rescues. Actually, before leaving, I watched the first episode of that. <laughs> there you go. So, <laughs> so it's Plenty of content. Okay. And they have a bundle for Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN. I already had Hulu. Right. So I just went ahead and did the bundle and got ESPN so I can Rip. watch yeah. my sports. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, why not? So, so far, so good. Okay. Cool, cool. Good. You're not a Star Wars person, so not. I mean, I'm not. Are you going to try the Mandalorian to see what I've you already, think? I've watched the first oh, yeah. episode. Which thing? I like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm there. I th- yeah, I, I don't think there's going to be too many people that are going to say that it's terrible. Right. So I'm, like, I'm not big on the lore, so... Right, right. More come, like, I, I haven't watched all of the Star Wars movies. I haven't watched any of the, like, the animated things. And I right, right. Like right, right. Yeah. Uh, Clone Wars. I don't watch any of them. Yeah. I don't watch... So as far as the main... Watch the Lake of Star Wars ones. That's about the closest thing I've gotten to as far as that. I didn't watch that yet. Yeah. But, um, well, you, were watching, you grew up watching those okay. on DVD. Yeah, they're, they're cute. Even though I'm not like big on Star Wars, I, I do enjoy yeah. and appreciate them. Well, uh, from what I've been told is the best description for The Mandalorian is that it's a, it's a sci-fi western, basically. I agree that. So it's basically a western style but in a sci-fi universe. Yeah. So, yeah, it works. Which makes sense. I mean, because they're, I mean, it's a group of bounty hunters. So, yeah. Right. It's, it should be a Western. <laughs> Why not? It definitely has a vibe. The Western okay. vibe. Yeah. Cool. Um, guess what? You get to go first. All right. Cool. Well, I'm going to be talking about playing with fire first. And that is, um, I don't know how to describe it. Um, it's a kids movie, yes. Yeah, it's a kids movie. Or a family movie, I guess. Yeah, it's a family. I mean, it's a family comedy. So, kids, I'd say maybe seven or under may enjoy it more. Um, 
I did enjoy it. I liked it. Uh, see, it was released on the 9th, November 9th. Uh, Runtime of 96 minutes. The budget for it was uh, a little over about 20, $29 million. Uh, opening weekend at the time of me doing this research was $12 million, and then worldwide was $15 million. Okay. So that was a couple weeks ago, so it may have made that money back by now. Um, the director is Andy Fickman, who also directed Paul Blart, Mall Cop 2. Oh. I've seen that. And that classic movie? Yeah. I like the original. Yeah, the original was, was This one was just... Even I didn't see the second one. <laughs> yeah, my daughter wanted to see it, and that's how... Oh, there you go. Yeah, I was like, this could have just went straight to the video. <laughs> Uh, he also directed uh, Parental Guidance. I haven't seen that. Um, Race to Witch Mountain, which okay. I believe is the rock. rock. Yep. And then The Game Plan also has The Rock. Yeah, I actually saw The Game Plan. So, so if you, so if that one's actually kind of cute. That one's kind of cute. So if you've seen those movies, you kind of know. You kind of get a vibe. Yeah. He's kind of got a, he's got an aesthetic, I guess. Yeah, so a couple of stars. You got John Cena. Who also appeared in Bumblebee, Blockers, uh, Keegan Michael Key from Key and Peele. Yeah. Got John Leguizamo. And so they're basically playing Storm Jumpers. And, and as far as this movie goes, they're the more popular compared to firefighters because they actually go into oh, okay. rescue people from fire. Gotcha. Okay. So as shown in the trailer, you see John Cena gets lowered down into a burning cabin, rescues these three kids. And because they don't have the parents with them, there's this law that says firefighters and law enforcement must keep an eye on the kids until, until the legal guardian yeah, shows up. Okay, so child services or whatever. Right. So that a lot of shenanigans ensue. Kids aren't exactly well behaved, <laughs> as you know. As, most, yeah, yeah. These yeah. movies always want to illustrate. Um, but I mean, overall, it's not a great movie. But um, me and my friend, we went. She got. Um, Screening tickets, so we mm-hmm. got to see the uh, screening okay. on the Saturday, and uh, it was packed. I wouldn't, I mean, it's free movie, so I guess I should have been surprised being packed. Right. Um, it was weird with us being there with no kids, and there's a lot of these kids running around, but it was, right. it was fun. Um, but the movie, we laughed more than okay. we thought, and because both of us were talking about it afterwards, we were expecting to be bored out of our minds yeah. and not laugh, but for the most part, we laughed at okay. the majority of the movie. Right. So. Okay. Not fundamentally um, good, but right, right, right. Fun. Not. It's not winning any awards. No. Other than maybe a Razzie, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. But even still, there's worse movies that are probably gonna beat that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're uh, you're 47 meters down on Cage. Sure. You're out of the Yeah, it's nowhere near that. Okay. <laughs> I didn't feel like falling asleep, and it was entertaining. Okay. Well, I mean, sometimes that's all you need it to be. Yeah. Um. So. For listeners that have kids that are think that are trying to get them out of the house because it's too cold to do anything outside, mm-hmm. what would you think age range for for this? Well, I'd say maybe ten max, and then under. Okay, about we're fine and enjoyable. Anyone, okay. anyone older than that might be like, eh. But if they're fans of John Cena, you're right. They'll probably watch it. Just they'll probably watch it just so they can see John Cena. Yes. I will say, for a kid movie, there's at least three or four scenes where he does not have his shirt on. Oh, there you go. Which is a little weird. <laughs> yeah, that could be. Um, yeah, uh, I remember the first thing I saw John Cena in was the TV show Psych. They used to be on USA. Mm-hmm. used to love watching that show. And he played one of the characters as... Uh, characters as, as, uh, he played uh, Maggie Lawson's 
brother who was in the military. And there was a crime they were investigating on the base, and they were trying to sneak around, and Sean and Gus are kind of, I mean, they're smaller stature. You know, they're like 5'8", they're like my size. Right. You know, so it's a little bit easier for them to kind of sneak around. And then they got John Cena, and one of my favorite parts is like, Seriously, Howard, it's like, what are you going to try and hide behind? A jumbo jet? I mean, you're you're huge. It's, <laughs> it's like, like, how are you trying to hide? It's kind of like the rock in uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. The stealth. Yeah. You can't. You just can't too, big. too big. So I was, and he, and he was actually pretty good in that, you know, in that episode. And he came back, did a reprisal role, and then went out and started actually being in movies. He's actually a pretty decent actor. Yeah. Now, is he great? He's serviceable. Is that a good word? Like I actually liked because I watched Blockers and I actually liked yeah, that. and that he was good. This one yeah. I don't I don't know. It's like it was a step down from that. Right. Okay. So I think he has potential. The first movie I ever saw The Rock in. Okay, no, the second movie I ever saw The Rock. First one was was Bunny Returns because that was his first actor. Like the CG Scorpion. Oh god, that's so terrible. <laughs> his only line, Haku Machinte, was his only line. Yeah, but that's. That's how many times I've seen that movie. I actually know his only line, and quoted it verbatim. <laughs> so, anyways, but he, but yeah, uh, there's a movie called Southland Tales that's mm-hmm. based on a graphic novel, and I had read the graphic novel. Um, it's a guilty pleasure movie. It's kind of it's very weird, and different. Yeah. But he plays this guy who he's uh, a little anxious. Because he's kind of lost his memory a little bit. He doesn't know what's going on, but he's also like a police officer. So he's like, I don't know. It's just the way he approached it is kind of humorous, but it's meant to be. Like, he did a good job. I was like, wow, he, I was like, huh, he can actually act. I mean, it's like, it's actually. Basically, give him the right role, he can do some stuff. Yeah. I mean, and I still think that. I, I think they've tried, they've just pretty much given, I mean, they sneeze and here's a role for them. They'll put him pretty much in anything, and he'll pretty much accept anything. anything. Kind of like Kevin Hart. They both. Yeah. That's why they're friends. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. they both will be in pretty much anything you offer to, which is fine. I mean, right. That's some actors. That's you know, they're that's kind of their thing. Bruce Willis, kind of the same thing. Yeah. But I still believe that if they can, that they can, I still believe the Rock and Ash. If you gave him something a little more serious, I think he could probably pull it off. Just so big. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah, it's hard to but, put him in. It's hard to cast him in something that's not over exaggerated acting. You know. Right. But I think if it were for the right role, mm-hmm. like right script, to where his size could be, like I bet you could give him a dramatic role that's maybe say based in like the world of football, in, in the world of sports, some way. But it's a dramatic role. Yeah. I think as long as you use, if you use his size and his, you know, his, you can still use that but still put him, you know, to where it's, I don't want to say believable, but, you know, where his size is like, oh, well, of course, someone that, you know, in that way would be that big or whatever. Yeah. I think that would work. Okay. But, um, and I think the same thing, because I think some actors that are like that, um, I mean, shoot, nobody thought Michael Keaton could play Batman because it's a serious, well, and it's a serious role, and he's known for comedies. Right. Mr. Mom. Yeah. 
True. You know, at that time, Gung Ho. I mean, who's known for all these comedic roles now? He's going to be, he's going to be the Dark Knight. Are you kidding me? And then that comes out. And he's like, people don't see him as anything but that. True. And uh, one of actually my favorite roles of his that is not. I mean, the movie's not really great, but I liked him in it. Mm-hmm. Was it's not called Desperate Measures. It's, maybe it is. He plays the villain, which I think. I would like to see him more in playing the villain. I mean, obviously, Spider-Man Homecoming. But this one, he plays a he plays a, an, a convicted killer. Hmm. And Andy Garcia's the good guy trying to... Uh, so you, I don't remember much about the movie because it's been 20-something years, right. 30 years probably at this point. I think it was like a late 90s, early aughts movie. Okay. Um, but he plays this villain. I thought he played a great villain. I really liked him. And it's like he would play more like that. Just something opposite of what he normally plays. Right. Um, but yeah, I think if you give any actor just the right role, they can sell. That's true. It's my slow, that's my segue of saying, you know, give Robert Pattinson some time. He, he may be the right Batman. Yeah, because when I was watching Lighthouse, like I can see him behind the cowl. Yeah. I just need to believe him as Bruce Wayne. I'm not quite there yet for that. Baby steps. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Didn't mean to sidetrack. Uh, it's okay. Also, uh, Black Adam teaser, I guess concept art was uh, leaked out. Not leaked. Was was uh, put out. And basically, it's just like a animated movie poster, but okay. the rock posted it. And then it's talking about how exciting it is to play super. I'm like, Black Adam's not a superhero, but you keep saying that, bro. We'll, we'll see how this turns out. <laughs> then I make Black Adam a superhero. <laughs> he's Shazam's villain, right? He's, it's like saying Lex I'm, Luthor. I'm, like I'm so excited to play. Yeah, I'm so excited to play Lex Luthor. He's such a great superhero. That's not how that works. Yeah, he's an evil genius. Yeah, um, yeah that's all. So playing fire, you know, nothing else. You could go take the kids to go see, but good kid family movie. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, next up, Doctor Sleep. Okay, yeah. So The Shining. Yeah, of course, this is the <laughs> sequel to that. Um, let's see how director Mike Flanagan at the helm giving his take on the sequel from Dan Cooper. Dan Cooper. So, <laughs> so, so no, no, no pressure. Good. Yeah, yeah, no pressure. Good <laughs> no luck pressure. with that. Um, <laughs> hopefully he went going. Um, yeah, I already know I'm not going to be that. I'm not trying to be that. So yeah. here's this instead. Um, so you got... Um, Ewan McGregor as adult Danny Doc Torrance. Uh, Rebecca Ferguson as Rose the Hat, who is part of this major villain group. Um, Kylie Curran as Abra Stone, who is now this new young, shining, possessed person. Um, and then Cliff Curtis also makes an appearance as Billy Freeman. Oh, I like Cliff Curtis. Yeah. There's one thing, when I was watching his role in this movie, I kept thinking of how his appearance was in Hobbs and Shaw. Because it looked like yeah. he just literally went next door and recorded his shot. He probably was, did. He still looked like he just came off the set. Yeah. So, but that was, I just kept finding that funny. But, um, but yeah, it picks up, I guess, 20, maybe 30 years after The Shining. Yeah. And you have Doc, older, um, alcoholic. <laughs> Imagine. Right. So, you know, he's kind of dealing with struggles his dad had in the original Shining. Um, but basically, this movie just introduces a new young um, character by name Abra, 
and she does display having abilities that they show early on in the movie. And there's this group of evil, well, I don't know if they're evil, but basically the way they survive is they try to take that ability from them, which keeps them living. Okay, absorb it. Absorb it, yeah. So if you see in the trailer when they have that, the smoke essence or whatever, uh, it's that's how they transfer it. Oh, okay. And then the way they do it is like if they hurt you, cut you, that's supposed to purify it. And so it, if you're yelling out, you right. emit it, and then they absorb it. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. But um, it does pay homage to the original. Yeah. It goes, you know, you see in the trailer where they show the old hotel. And, yeah. And um, I thought some scenes they really did well with recreating. And it's almost just like literally if you were to watch The Shining and then watch this right afterwards, it's like picking up kind of like how okay. Zombieland picked up from the original. Right, right. So it's pretty seamless. Um, I didn't find it to be, I don't know, I wouldn't know if I'd say it would be a horror. I'd say it's more suspense. Suspense. Yeah, horror. thriller. Yeah. Okay. Um, the acting performances, of course, Ewan McGregor, top notch. And then okay. um, the actress playing Abra. I think yeah. this is her first role. I looked on, on AMDB. I think there's one other movie she was in, but this is probably like the big major introduction. Um, I just enjoyed the movie. I don't know if I could talk about it without spoiling. So, right. But I did okay. enjoy it. I felt like it was a pretty good sequel. Um, they did have some scenes that were Kubrick-esque. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But, um, Try to get... Um, I was trying to think of a good question to ask, but I'm like, I don't want to want, because the one I'm like, well, if I ask them, if they give stuff away, so I'll just, I'll just go with, I'll go see it, you know. And, and yeah, definitely worth seeing. Okay, definitely worth seeing. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't like, we, it was like, here's another Stephen King property we need to try and make and pray to God that it'll be halfway decent because Stephen King books turned into movies don't usually turn out too well. Dark Tower. Yeah, Dark Tower was terrible. <laughs> I red boxed the hell out of that though. I can admit that, but like, like I was able to find enjoyment, but it was like, because I don't yeah, read the I, first two books in that series, I read and the then I was like, there's a lot that they just crammed in. I read the graphic novel. Yeah. And they converted it to graphic novel. I read the first one, and I was like, yeah, this isn't for me. <laughs> I mean, it's just not. I mean, it's not my. It's not my. It's not something I would be interested in right. you know it's just not, I'm like yeah I'll give it a try at least yeah because there's I mean but it's very successful it's just it's just not for I mean certain some things just aren't for people and that one's not for me true um, I'm not their target audience <laughs> you know it's a person they want reading that but um, okay um, so they, um, they you don't think they're going to make a they didn't, they didn't do that um, stupid trope where they try and leave it open for another one I mean, if they did, it would only be to follow this new character right. introduced to see how she, if something else comes after them. Okay. You know? But, um, but they, I don't know. I they think, didn't make it like an enhanced kind of way where they just kind of left it open like, I see, we're going to, not say we're going to make a sequel, but guess what? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, we're making a sequel. I don't think they ended it like that. Okay. I mean, if they, if they, if they chose to. Maybe it'd be something in that universe, not okay. necessarily picking up where this left off. All right. So they didn't end it. Yeah, if, they, if they come out and say, oh, we got a third shining. It'll be, it'll be season three of Castle like, Rock. <laughs> right. It's like, eh, I don't think they did. I don't think they should. I think it was a good. A good standalone. Just, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool.
Cool, cool, cool. So I'll definitely be picking up if they do like a combo double pack with the shiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the way I want to get Okay. It. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'll go see it because I, I do like the shiny. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, I guess some numbers on that. Uh, the budget was $45 million. Opening weekend domestic was $14 million, And worldwide was $19 million. Um, It's been a week since I've watched it, so it's probably a little higher probably. now. Okay. But, um... Yeah, definitely check it out. Okay. It is, it is a long movie. It's about two hours and 30 minutes. Yeah, I saw that because I was going to look at that movie to go see Dad Time after the kids went to bed. I'm like, oh, no. And it's like, and it started like real late, like 10, 20, 10, 30. So I'm like, yeah, no. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. And no. Yeah, All right, I guess I'll just be watching one of the library movies. Yeah. I saw <laughs> that's, and that's what I've been doing the past couple. I think I called 11 o'clock Friday open weekend. Oh, okay. But it didn't feel long. But it, it, just, it didn't feel long. So it wasn't one of those movies like, oh my God, will this end? Or, you know, the middle part had this little, you know, Drags. Like middle, yeah, yeah. had a little moment, but it was easy to get through. Oh, okay. like it, it, did, it didn't. It slugged, but it, it wasn't drawn out. Right. Right. It's a terrible way to say that. <laughs> I, could, I, I, I honestly couldn't picture another way to say it. And then the last movie that I watched was a movie that I wasn't sure about seeing but because it's a part of this studio package if you watch these four movies you get them free digitally so I want to get the movies free so I'm sticking to it sucker yeah yeah they got me uh, so I'm to see Midway oh uh, yes the one where you took one for the team yeah thank you sir <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm not big on war movies or anything yeah centered around that but after watching it wasn't wasn't a bad time it wasn't a bad time it's it, it, it itself is about two two hours and 15 to 20 minutes yeah 138 minutes overall so that's a little over two hours yeah but um budget is 100 million uh surprise it's only 100 right uh the box office for opening was um 17 million Domestic gross was twenty five million, and the worldwide right now sits at forty three million. So still got a, still got a ways to go. <laughs> um, they what they didn't get that Veterans Day push like they were expecting. I mean, it's, it's number one. Just didn't get. The, it's not the number one. It's, it's not the way they want it. <laughs> yeah, not for. <laughs> Maybe if it made eighty something million, then. It's not. Yeah, it's gonna be. A, it's gonna be a loss. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know um, what other countries they release it in or if they need to I don't know Japan it <laughs> <laughs> might not work out so well I'm trying to mean what are you trying to tell me it's going to bomb in Japan it's just oh that's inappropriate <laughs> um yeah I'm not sure how to say his last name Ed Screen or Ed Scrine sure Screen um he played Ajax in Deadpool yep he's in this uh actually had Woody Harrelson which surprised me because I didn't didn't know he was in it from a Zombieland series, Venom and Solo. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dennis Quaid. Last movie I saw him in was The Intruder, which that's, oh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, pretty decent. That one too, didn't you? Yeah. Watch your that was pretty good. I liked it. Yeah. I, liked I haven't it. watched it yet. So I think I he did. It. He did really did pretty good with his role. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's basically the story of the Battle of Midway, a uh, clash between the American fleet and the Emperor Japanese Navy. So. 
Um, you, you skipped over. You skipped over one thing already. What? Who directed the movie? Oh yeah, I didn't. <laughs> Roland Emmerich, the disaster movie maker himself. Roland Emmerich. Let me help you out. He directed the first Independence Day. He directed The Day After Tomorrow. He directed 2012. If it's a disaster movie, he's directed it. I've seen The Day After Tomorrow and uh, Independence Day. I actually like those. But I'm just saying, though, yeah. he, that's, his, that's his MO. He, he, has to, <laughs> he has to demolish things <laughs> in a very visual effects kind of way. He's the other Michael Bay, I guess. I guess I should say. Well, I can like, say the visuals are definitely good. Yeah. Um, you know, like I'm not, since I'm not really a big war, I wasn't really, I don't think I was invested as far as paying attention to the story and the plot. Yeah. It's based on a true story. I don't know how accurate they were to everything. So, but. I, I, I would dare to say they probably used the location and. I mean, they did. Some of the events, but I. And some of the action did play actual people because at the end of the movie yeah. they did have the oh the little picture on picture and then look the how little close pro. we yeah I mean, we got to looking like that some of them were pretty good yeah I, I give them that um, but I just pretty much went in open mind I look at it like a just a another action action movie, movie and I enjoyed it okay just based on that now anybody who's I guess a historian and knows everything they could probably pick it apart better than All I right. can but. I wasn't disappointed. Okay. After not really wanting to see it, it was it was cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good, man. I will not be watching it if it's at the library, and there's nothing else to choose from. I made. I I just can't. I just. Yeah, it looks bad. It looks like they tried to cram in a romantic story to go along with, with it. No. Yeah. No. I mean, there's established relationships in it. Right. But there's no like. Oh, boy meets girl. Boy well, yeah, it's not like Pearl Harbor that way. Yeah, it's, it's already established. There's family, there's kids already involved. It's just, yeah. Pretty much just Pearl Harbor happens, and this is the aftermath. This is the sequel. So. Yes. So it's It'll Pearl be sold Harbor. as a two-pack. Yeah. <laughs> they, they might be able to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I was able to enjoy it. Okay. Yeah. So I took one. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it because I, I wasn't gonna go see that one. Yeah, and I got one more movie, Knives Out, and then once these become um, available. So, I, so I think Knives Out is gonna come out, um, be released while we're in, while we're uh, in Missouri for Thanksgiving. And as of right now, they have an Alamo Draft House, which mm-hmm. is an amazing movie theater, and I absolutely love it. And I'm very sad that we don't have one here in Nashville. Out of all of the movie theaters we have, we don't have one Alamo Draft House. Right. And that very and that makes me very sad. Um, I don't care about the AMC dining theater. It's not the same. Um, anyways, I think uh, I think Ruth and I are going to try and go see Knives Out at the Alamo Draft House okay. as kind of like a date while the kids are with my mom and their cousins. So um, I'm hoping because because you know I could finally get her to maybe talk about it because you know it's been a while since she's gone with well been a while since the two of us have been to a movie together. Okay. We watch stuff at the house, but it's not you know it's not other stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, plus, just time and you know for both of us to go. Um, 
so I think we're going to do that. Um, I've already talked to my son uh, yesterday. Um, I said, you know, when we when we go down for Thanksgiving, Frozen Two is going to be out, and you already know your sister and your two cousins because they're. I said they're all three going to see that, right? He's like, he's like, uh, <laughs> do you, I said, I'm assuming you don't want to go. Yes. All right. I'll be sure it's on. I'll, I'll try and arrange it to where when we go, I know I'm going to go see it too because I'm going to go talk about it. So, yeah. And I'm curious to see what kind of story they're going to do. Right. It might just be just what they showed and then, you know. <laughs> and then, it, it'll just be the trailer and then that's it. And they're going to. And, and yet people still go back and watch it. <laughs> like. But it's new. It kind of be like how Endgame could have ended, like when that moment, like, oh, short film. <laughs> yeah, short film. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I love this movie too. It's short. Yeah. <laughs> to the point. Yeah. Oh, they just put music at the credits. It's even better. <laughs> um, but he, yeah, he didn't want to see it. So we're going to, I guess, I'll, I'm going to maybe try to arrange that uh, for him to spend time with his other grandmother. So. Um, and they can do that, so that way he didn't. I don't have to subject him to, to that because there's nothing worse than being taken to a movie you don't want to go see. Um, kind of good, <laughs> for example, kind of bringing it back to, uh, to uh, me going to movies with my dad. I, I can also still clear as day remember going to go see uh, Mel Gibson's The Man Without a Face. Okay. And also going to go see the movie Always with John Goodman, Richard Dreyfuss, the Holly Hunter, I think. Uh, those were movies that they wanted to see. Yeah. Not movies that, you know, nine, ten year old boys are wanting to go see. Right. Or in my brother who was much younger. Um but yeah. So I'm <laughs> like, you wanna go see Frozen Two? Like, cool man, we got you. We'll go we'll go during the time that you know. We'll, we'll be sure we don't put you through that because I'm sure you'll have to see it at home when it comes out. True. So, <laughs> one way or the so, other, you're going to see it, but it, it just see it later. In increments. Yeah. You yeah. You'll see it in increments. You can go to your room or go play Xbox. Yeah. So, all right. Sorry. I didn't mean to. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, PS Knives Out. Very much looking forward to that. Yeah. Should be good. I think it'll be at least pretty funny. Like, maybe some dry humor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's going to be... No, I think it's going to be great. Yeah. I don't think it's going to... Yeah, it's going to be great. I, 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 if it's not, it's going to be the best trailer, best cut trailer of the year. Yeah, that's, really <laughs> that's I mean, that's what it's going to boil down to. If it's not great, if it's not entertaining and good, then it's going to... It should win an award for best cut trailer then for the year. Right. Because it was great at deceiving everybody. <laughs> Doesn't really doesn't give anything away. You know the premise like when it dies, take if there's okay there's family, some power yeah. play. Family issues. There we go. Yep, and that's it. And we'll, we'll see what we're walking into. Yep. So. Um. Okay. I, I guess your last movie is the movie I'm also going to talk about. Yeah, I didn't do so well with notes on that one. That's okay. I didn't take any. That's why I've got it pulled up. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right for me. Um, I'll talk about the movie you haven't seen. And then we'll get into the, we'll finish up with Parasite. Okay. So, uh, two movies I'm going to talk about. Um, so, Patrick and I both saw Parasite. I saw it first. I saw it first. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but uh, I haven't seen anything else to be honest um, I thought about going this week I just knew I wouldn't be able to stay up for it right and I haven't really had and uh, with the Veterans Day holiday um, wasn't able to it wasn't my son didn't want to go so we didn't go to the movies so I like okay so we just kind of hung out at the house so I didn't go see a movie Monday which is during the daytime yeah. my movie time um, so instead I watched but what I did do I watched um, on Netflix Dolomite is my name based on the life of uh, comedian singer <laughs> Rudy Ray Moore who has been or who had uh Basically, was document you know it's been documented and um, in that he basically is kind of what helped inspire hip hop mm-hmm. um, during with his rhythm and his his the way he delivered his lines and portrayed the you know portrayed uh, Dolomite and this movie um, I'll grab my notes um, directed by Craig Brewer who has such hits as the Footloose remake. <laughs> mm, I haven't seen that. Um, Black Snake Moan with uh, Sam Jackson and Dakota Fanning, which I still haven't seen. Because it was a very, yeah, yeah interesting like subject matter, so I didn't watch that one yet. Yeah. And Hustle and Flow. So he, was that so the last one he did? That was the first one he did, actually. Yeah, I remember seeing that. Was that was his first one he did, and then he did Black... I basically did it in reverse order. He did Okay. Most recent two earlier. Yeah. Most recent two is earlier. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I like Hustle and Flow. Yeah. Yeah. Put uh, Terrence. Terrence Howard. Thank you. I'm like, why am I drawing on his last name? I'm like, oh my god, that's terrible. Um, it's because because we're recording during the day, so yeah. I'm not I'm on on full cylinder. Um. But yeah, it put Terrence Howard on the map after that movie. And uh, so it stars, of course, Eddie Murphy, who was phenomenal in this. I guarantee they put this movie out limited release so that he can get awards considerations. Right. I'm just going to go ahead and put that out because he was phenomenal. This is like Eddie Murphy. If you, if you miss Eddie Murphy from like the 80s and early 90s where he made quality movies... And I don't mean that's a terrible thing. Where you enjoyed his roles and you weren't like, please stop making kids' movies. Right. Because you're not that person. Right. We know that. <laughs> we know yeah. that. <laughs> you know, quit. It's like, please stop that. Dr. Doolittle, no. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, should we go through Haunted Mansion? Uh, Daddy Daycare movies? Uh, <laughs> let's see. Um, Pluto Nash? That's a good Meet Dave? <laughs> Never saw that exactly, and I'm just rattling off movies off the top of my head that I did not go see, yeah, or never had zero, or I've had zero interest to in watching. The first clumps, I'll give them that. After that, no. yeah, no. that was fine. First night, professor, sure, yeah. After that, no. So basically, the last movie he made decent was what Bowfinger. That's what uh, Steve Martin, right? Yeah, yeah, that I like that. The last movie I think I watched Eddie Murphy in, especially in theater, was the movie Metro, where he was Beverly Hills cop, but he wasn't Beverly Hills cop. They're like, 
Oh, oh, this is a police one. You're in San Francisco, though. Here, go do this. You're not Axel. Yeah, you're not Axel. Not him. But we want you to kind of be like him. Just not. Just don't. But that's not your name. <laughs> and you're not from Detroit, and you're not in LA. You're in San Francisco. Okay? Cool? Got it? All right, let's do it. Let's go. Yeah. So I was in college when that came out. That was in 97. It was either... Fall of 96 or spring of 97. That's all I can remember. Um, when the movie came out. And I actually took uh, a date to that. And it was not good. Is that the one that had the theme park in it? No, that's Barry Wendell Scott 3. Okay, see. Yeah, I got you on that one. No, that one, we were at a soccer, my brother had a soccer tournament. And I agreed to go to the soccer tournament with my mom. Mm-hmm. But only if we could go see Fairway Hills Cup three. So we we were done with we were done with the soccer tournament. My mom was ready to drive back. I forgot where we were. I want to say we were in Oklahoma or something like that. We were about three hours away, three or four hours away from the house. And um, <laughs> I made my mom take me to go see Fairway Hills Cup three before we could drive home. It's again, it's stupid where I remember where I've seen movies. Right. But usually there's some sort of backstory to it. Um, but yeah, and then I was like, oh, I made my mom take me to go see this. Wow. Okay. And then I didn't want to apologize for her, but that's it. But instead, I was very appreciative and told her, thank you. For, you know, I, I was like, thank you for taking me to go see this. That I, you know, I'm sorry that I might have acted like a diva about it. But, <laughs> um, it was okay. It was okay. It was, obviously, it's not the best. Also, on Beverly Hills Cop News, Swipe Rant, um, Netflix, I don't know if announced they're going to make a Beverly Hills Cop 4 movie with Eddie Murphy. Hmm. It's only like a couple of days old news, like either yesterday or the day before. Like Netflix or theater? No, nah, like Netflix. Oh. Well, I mean, it might work. It might. If it's anything like this movie, yeah. it'll work. And I'm guessing they were basing. Doing that on on how well yes yeah. and I agree with you yeah. they probably won't say no we've had that in works for it like, no okay. they have not but we have no. this let's let's do this yeah we'll see how that goes because yeah. when they release and they go well if you like this then you'll like Dolomite my there you go let's see what they're doing um but yeah so anyways I took a day to go see it go see Metro it was terrible I apologize to said they <laughs> she didn't care it was fine yeah I was like eh we'll probably, I'll probably won't be able to and at that time I was actually trying with a buddy of mine in college trying to trying to have them for the school newspaper do a move do an entertainment section for him and I to do film reviews okay which would have made it difficult <laughs> if that was the movie we were choosing right <laughs> but you know don't know it was a decent trailer um but anyways, getting back to this movie, Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy is phenomenal in this movie. Um, he will, he would and should get nominated because he, it, bring, it really brings him back to form, like his old form. Okay. This movie is not for kids. It's yeah. barely for adults. Wow. <laughs> it's, I mean, there is, I mean, it's Netflix, so you know, there's leeway. You don't, you don't really think what it's rated. Right. It is a hard R, and um, I allow me to tell you why. So there is, I mean, 
there's language, there's all kinds of language. Yeah. Um, the violence is, you know, it's movie violence. It's, it's, and by that I don't mean like it's obviously it's movie violence because it's a movie, Jeff. It's them filming a movie, so the actions in the, you know, is them making the movie where there's guns and stuff, and they actually fully reenact uh, scenes from the Dolomite movies. So, uh, so they are like, I don't want to say shot for shot, but they're pretty much full reenactments from scenes from various different movies. Okay. So when they are showing this movie, they're when they're showing this movie, it's it uh, or when they're making the first Dolomite movie, a lot of the scenes they're shooting are from other Dolomite movies. If that makes sense. Okay. So obviously it's not going to be verbatim accurate, but they I think they wanted to show some of the you know because the the whole movie is an homage is is a tribute I guess not even an homage. It's a tribute to the life of Rudy Ray Moore. Okay. And the making of the first, what he went through to try and make the first Dolomite. Actually, becoming Dolomite because his, his comedy is not selling because he's not funny just doing stand-up. Right. His jokes aren't landing. I mean, it's just, he's terrible. He's trying to get, you know, his stuff played in the record store that he works at and they won't even play it. That's back on the record store deck because this takes place in the 70s. Right. This is back where you actually have like a DJ booth in the record store Thinking. instead of, you know, playing yeah. playing records and playing music. And Snoop Dogg plays the DJ in the record store. Of course. Of course. <laughs> well, Chris Rock plays the DJ for a radio station in this movie. So it was good to see Chris Rock also not in a kid's movie. Right, right. No grown-ups for him. Mm-mm. So, or... Yeah, it's good to see Chris Rock also trying to get back, you know, because one of Chris Rock's best roles was New Jack City. <laughs> I agree. So, just saying. Uh, anyways, also Beverly Hills Cop too. They were actually in a movie together. I just thought about that. So the part where uh, where uh, Eddie Murphy's drive this car chase. There's a car chase. Eddie Murphy's driving like the cement or the construction truck, mm-hmm. and he pulls up to the. Turns out it's the Playboy Mansion, and the valet driver. I've parked sports cars. I've parked limousines. I've parked whatever. I've never parked anything like this. Chris Rock was the valet. Was okay. the valet there? Okay, that was him. So, yeah, I don't even know. It's like I get. Oh, I, that's what it was. I get. Ten dollars for this, you know, talking about how much you get some tip for parking cars, and he's like, <laughs> "That one, yeah." It was pretty funny. It was a cute little, you know. Uh, I just, sorry, that popped. I was like, "Oh, I guess they have been in the movie yet." This has, does have a huge cast: uh, Keegan Michael Key, Mike Epps, Craig Robinson, Wesley Snipes. Finally out of prison, just trying to get money because you know all that money went to tax evasion and all that stuff. So. Yeah. Um, Titus Burgess, who's most people are like, who's that? Uh, if you watch the Netflix show Unbreakable Kimmy, Kimmy Schmidt, he's in that, and he's also you know, star on Broadway, been in some things. He's great. Uh, Divine Joy Randolph, who's also really good in this movie, may, I don't know if she's good enough to get some work consideration, but it would be great if she did. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, uh, Snoop Dogg, Funnell. And I already mentioned Chris Rock. So this is uh, 
Eddie Murphy's first rated R movie since 1999's movie Life. Wow. Yeah. With uh, Mark Lawrence. That's a long time. 20 years? Yeah. <laughs> it's actually 20 years. Um, so yeah, that's I mean Disney. That's what he's been doing with all that Disney number kid movie. So this uh, there's a I didn't well, there's a lot of stuff in the trivia section that I could have brought up, but it, the which is just kind of like oh yeah they cut you know this scene this scene is not from this movie it's actually not from the original Dolomite movie it's from and it's a lot of that mm-hmm. going on I'm like okay I don't really care right um, it doesn't I mean it's fine to know and if you've seen the seen the other Dolomite movies you already know that right what what I you know kind of want to focus on is the fact that it tells a coherent story like it's not probably not it's not uh, you could tell they really took their time and were really trying to do this movie justice okay. if that makes sense they weren't just trying to get uh, go set piece to set piece to try and make it. It's funny, but it's also I mean I guess tech. It's one of those dramas because it's I mean it's a biopic, right. so it's you know but it's because his life was so funny and you know in filming this, and they did so many crazy things, um, and it's just so over the top. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know it's, it is there are so many funny parts in there. There's also quite a bit of nudity in it again it's a hard R (laughs) the funny thing is I was trying to finish watching this while I was um, while I was working on the previous episode actually I was getting everything ready for it to go out and so I'm in my coffee shop if anybody follows our social media I usually post when I'm working on the site or working on you know getting our stuff dropped yeah Um, so I had this on my phone because I was already and started watching it. And so the part, there's a scene where we're at Murph, where they're filming a, a sex scene and, you know, there's the, you know, the, the girls, you know, doing her thing and like, they're, you see everybody, you see the film crew like, um, shaking the bed and shaking the bed and having the chandelier go up and down with, yeah. you know, the different prop things and everything. And then like smoke shooting up, you know, the, <laughs> just yeah and and then at some point like the ceiling comes down and everybody's just cracking up and they're like yeah that's it <laughs> wow and it was just so funny but I was like oh I'm keeping my hand covered over the phone because there's like people walking around I'm like maybe I should have waited until I got home to finish watching this yeah last thing you need is oh somebody's watching <laughs> yeah pretty, pretty much I'm like whoops so I was like kind of waiting until it was over and I kind of took it back off I'm like oops I was like oh well but yeah, it was a it's it's a good movie. I I really think people should watch it. Now I had no idea. My knowledge of Do- Dolomite is from watching House Party because Robin Harris is was watching Dolomite, yeah. and he even brought it up. You know, uh, <laughs> even brought it up to uh, one of the Chris's kid kids uh, character in the movie about Dolomite talking about all that and after watching this movie and in Robin Harris' stand up too his one stand up album which I've had on every single format it was my first comedy album I ever bought yeah was Baby's Kids and I've loved that I, I can almost quote it from 
uh, he, he, the best bit on there still to this day that still makes me laugh is this bit about a piccolo player in church. And I still to this day, I've played it for all my friends growing up and we've all just had, just laughed at it because it's so damn funny. Um, but I could really tell Robin Harris's style, like comedy style, mm-hmm. is you could tell how much he takes from Rudy Ray Moore. Right. Because it's so, so much of Dolomite's character. You can see early that his, uh, <laughs> just his personality, you can see in Robin Harris's stand up. Okay. And I think you can see, and then just the rhythmic timing and rhyming that they do, uh, that he does in the, as you know, as Dolomite, especially when, you know, they're trying to make this movie, he's having to go around, you know, he cut albums, comedy albums, as Dolomite um, first. And then when he was making all this money doing that from record sales, he then it's like, okay, I'm going to use my money to make a Dolomite movie that nobody will, you know, that studios don't want, but everybody else does. Right. So when they show him doing a, being able to show his movie at a midnight screening, and it's selling out, and people lining up, they ended up having to do extra show, extra screenings. Wow. Because there are people, that then got studios, attention, because he's selling out, he's basically taking his movie from city to city, for screening, kind of like what, um, Kevin Smith and uh, and Jason Mewes are doing with the Jay and Silent Bob reboot, reboot right. going city to city, doing Q&As and screenings. Okay. So it's kind of that same type of thing. And then the studio finally decided they wanted to buy it. You know, after he tried to approach them, they had zero interest. Right. They now want to come at him. Because they see it's making money. Yep. They see, they see that there's a market that they, that's not being... Uh, that hadn't been tapped into, yeah. and that there actually is a market for this sort of type of movie, like it's black exploitation, but a but a different style of it. I guess is a good way to put it. Right. And, and they kind, you know, they would bring up in the in the film talking about Jim Brown's, you know, movies and stuff like that, and, and um, what's the name Shaft's movies. So yeah. So yeah, that type of thing. So. Um, I would definitely recommend anybody, especially if you love, like, if you miss old Eddie Murphy movies, you should watch this. It is funny. It's very entertaining. I don't even think it's two hours long. I couldn't tell you a budget because Netflix movies, they don't put that stuff, they don't release it. Um, But yeah, definitely, I would recommend this. Um, Second movie is the movie I saw first, but then um, I saw first and then. and then said, yeah, you, you need to go see this. It's really good. But be sure, I said, it, it is subtitled, so be sure you, you're in the frame of mind to read your movie. So, yes. <laughs> so don't go don't go if you're tired, basically. This is not one you could kind of doze off for a second and then wake no, up. You'd be, lost. Later. You, <laughs> you'd be lost. Which is why I, I went and saw it on a Monday afternoon, because I knew I wasn't going to fool myself. Yeah. So I'm going to let you talk about what you thought real quick, because I need to take a drink. <laughs> um, I mean, I thought it was interesting. Uh, was, uh, like you were saying, it's a social commentary about, you know, low class, high class, the differences and how they live. Um, I thought it was pretty smart how this lower class family kind of got their so, get themselves into some pretty good paying jobs. And um, 
of course it was going a little too smooth and something happened that kind of shakes that up <laughs> but um it was entertaining it was actually funny too like i, I was surprised it was, it was it was funny um some of the reading was hard to get because they kind of blended in with the background which i kind of wish they had maybe put the words lower in the, in the black section of the, of the right. screen then it would have been easier to read but um other than that, I didn't, I didn't have any other problems reading it. I was able to get the gist of what they were saying based on what I was able to read. And um, but the um, it was well acted, and it was pretty good. Overall. Yeah. So the director um, for the film is Bong Joon Ho, who directed uh, the movie Snowpiercer with Chris Evans when they're on the train, mm -hmm. and they have to go from the back of the train to the front of the train where the higher class you know, people are because that's where all the food is that's where the warm you know it's where all the warm uh it's where all the heat is and it's you know it's cold and it's freezing cold and and um so chris evans leads this this i guess uh not even a revolution but i guess this attack i guess is the best way to this movement yeah <laughs> so to speak to move up, move further up, and it shot really well, well acted. And, you know, if you haven't seen it, I recommend you watching it. It's a lot of fun. It's for type of budget he that they had. It shot really well, and the effects were well done. So I was pleasantly surprised. It's not one I would probably normally watch, but it's Chris Evans, so right. of course I'm gonna watch it. And it's Chris Evans with a beard, so I'm definitely gonna watch it because. I have not been disappointed in a movie with Chris Evans with a beard. Just saying. <laughs> All right. So that's kind of, it's random. That's a me thing. Um, but yeah, uh, so you kind of have an idea. And that's why I was so excited early on when, back when, you know, I, when we were talking about movie trailers and this came out and I showed it to you. And I said, you know, I'm going to be there. This is the same guy did this one. Yeah. Um, I'm very, you know, I was very excited for this one I I so yeah so basically it's the uh, what happens is is that um, this family who's unemployed they take these kind of very short term kind of jobs um, just to try and you know kind of make ends meet they live in the, like the basically would be considered like a basement um, of a building that has windows so they can still see look out, but they're still looking like street level. So they are still like below, you know, everything. And they don't they do not have much at all. They're having to sleep on the floors, they didn't have beds. They're having to sleep on the floor, they're having to share, you know, different things and it's lived in very defined areas. And so they one of the friends uh, one of the family members' friends is a uh, tutor for this very upscale family. And so he's leaving the country, so he wants his friend to take over as the tutor. And he said, I'll hype you up. Basically, I'll hype you up and, you know, um, you could, we can fake your, you know, basically fake your resume, more or less. Yeah. And so that's how he gets in. And then by 
and then he sees how well they li- this family lives and how naive the mother is, um, they were able to kind of infiltrate the house, I guess, so to speak. More or less. Not really infiltrate. That's such a... <laughs> but, but at the same... It's probably not the best way to describe it, but it's yeah. still plant seeds in people's minds, so that's kind of how they function. So, little by little, each member of the family gets to work in the house in some, in some capacity. Right. And then things go awry. That's the best way to, I could put it without spoiling anything. Yeah. And I wouldn't dare spoil this movie because it's so good. It's so good. It will be, I know South Korea is already planning on entering it as their entry for the categories. Okay. That's that country for best foreign language film. I think it'll win. I mean, I, I think it's different. It's beautifully shot. It's well acted. It definitely has a social commentary, you know. It, it has a, and it has a very distinct point of view. Yeah. Um, and I think it's relevant, so I think it's, I think it has a really good chance of winning. It would take, I honestly think it would take a movie like Roma <laughs> to come along to try and beat that. Right. But then again, I haven't seen a lot of foreign language. I've only seen a couple of foreign language films this year. Okay. So I don't really have much of a frame up, but I think it'll take something. It'll have to take something big because this one's, this one won the Palme d'Or in Cannes, whatever, this year. So it's kind of won the big award um, for there, which is kind of a big deal, big deal. That kind of kind of, mm-hmm. that helps kind of give you some leverage, I guess, or in definitely an idea of what, where critics view that movie. So, give you a, a kind of a heads up on, on maybe early Oscar predictions. So, kind of keep this movie in mind. If you can't, if you get a chance to see this, please go see it. Yes, you have to read subtitles. But it is, and it is very, fun. it's very serious, but it's also very funny. Yeah. And, and that only helps strengthen the movie, I think, because it adds to the, everybody's character. True. And it. And it just kind of, and it, yeah, it serves as a story. It's not, and it helps break up some tension. Right. Too, which is very important. It's a nice balance of everything. It is. It is a very well balanced uh, movie. So please go see that. And that's, I really, again, I really don't want to talk too much about it because I don't, I'm afraid I will let something slip. And then, yeah. Um, it is not a horror movie, though. It is a drama with some comedy in it. I mean, Toward the end, I guess it could be maybe slight, slight suspense. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'll, I'll go with it. <clears throat> it's not the way the trailer kind of... It, no, it. no, the, it, the trailer is very deceitful. Yeah. And I've said that from the get-go. The trailer is very deceitful. Yeah. If you're expecting it to start like a drama and then it be a horror, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not. But it is still, there is still a reveal and it's still... Um, Things do go wrong, but it is a good story. So, um, yeah, it's a drama with some thriller elements and comedy. So, again, very well balanced. Right. So, all right, um, let's get into trailers real quick. I haven't seen anything to add my two cents this week. Um, I am going to watch Peanut Peanut Butter Falcon. Yes, finally. Um, So that'll probably be on my list for next episode to walk or to talk about for a couple minutes. And oh, I forgot the other one I checked out. But, oh, Farewell. Can't wait to watch that one. Okay. 
So, uh, but I guess I don't have, I have there's not any, I still haven't seen the kitchen or checked it out and then never got a chance to watch it and had to return it. Okay. So maybe I'll get around to that one. And there was like a fourth one. There was like four movies that read that. I was like, oh my gosh. So, yeah. I think my next movie will be Charlie's Angels. Yeah, bless your heart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not sure what mine's, mine is yet. I still, there's still movies out that I still need to go see. There's a lot coming out. I've been looking at like, man, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to squeeze it in because next week is 21 Bridges. Um, then that um, Ian McKellen movie coming out. Um, what is it? Great Liar? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one. I want to see that one. Um, then Knives Out. Yep, Knives Out. Too. Yeah. That and one then hopefully some Oscar movies. Right. I'm, I'm ready. Because I think the Oscars got moved up even earlier again. I think I want to say Golden Globes will start second week in second or third week in January okay. it's I hate it that they move all this stuff up earlier I like them when they're in March I missed I March. missed the Oscars meeting into March um, but yeah it, it irritates me anyways and the SAG Awards will be coming up before too long okay. so yeah. so we've got Charlie's Angels Ford vs. Ferrari oh yeah, yeah that's out. See that. I think that's out this weekend yeah and then Good Liar yeah. which is with um, Ian McKellen and Helen Mirren I want to see that um I've already seen Midway Last Christmas I yeah. kind of want to see that too I, 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 I do I, I mean it's a Hallmark movie that should have been yeah it's a Hallmark movie that made it to theaters but it was cute enough Ruth has already predicted it has already predicted the ending and apparently it Looked up the spoilers because she has, she actually has no interest in seeing it. Yeah. <clears throat> Which I find interesting because that's her kind of right for her alley. But it's like, yeah, no, I think it's follow along. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, it is. I'm like, huh, all right. She's like, and then she's like, well, are you mad that I spoiled it? Like, ah, I don't care. It's how far I still go see it. Right. <laughs> it's like, eh, still got to get from point A to point B, whether you know, that's and if you already know what point B is. Still got to go through the journey. Yeah. And then Maleficent, I might end up watching it because apparently there's a thing that Disney has going where you watch Maleficent, Frozen 2, and another movie. You get those. So. Can I just buy the ticket and go see someone? <laughs> I, might, I might actually do that. That's no, what I'm I mean, I don't. No, I won't. I won't. Sorry. I'm on my microphone. I would not dare do such a thing like that. I mean, why would they get their money right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Then, of course, Frozen 2, 21 Bridges, then Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, though. Yeah, we are talking. Yep. I won't, I'm still not... Hanks is Oscar. Still not sold on him as Mr. Rogers, uh, but it's Tom Hanks. Yeah, it's Tom Hanks. Uh, Queen and Slim. Oh, yeah. Dark Waters. Yep. And then this holiday, they're going to be releasing <coughs> The Elf, Gremlins, Polar Express, a week apart each on Saturday. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. I didn't even know that one. Yeah. And then, of oh, course, uh, and then National Lampoon as well. Christmas yeah. Vacation. Christmas Vacation. Saw that three times in theater at the Ward Parkway Mall. Back when, before they did all the remodeling and it was all down at the bottom. And theater was not good theater, but I choked on popcorn during the sled scenes. I remember that part. <laughs> Legit had to, I thought I was choking in because I was laughing so hard while I was eating popcorn. Yeah. But, yep, I still remember that one quick. Actually, I think it's the exact same theater where I saw Speed 2. 
or sorry, speed as well, not speed two, cruise <laughs> control. But um, first one. Okay. I still love that movie. Um, all right. So trailers. We've got the newest. The newest. Uh, the hey, we know we screwed up on that. You remember that first trailer, Sonic the Hedgehog? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't. Don't don't yeah don't erase delete that one from your brain and from give, the internet. We're gonna give you what we should have given you. Here's what you were here. We were just kind of playing with you. All right, we we, we fixed some things. That was being, a joke. Being the movie, being the movie. Yeah, we fixed the movie. <laughs> Here's the new trailer. All right, so new Sonic trailer, the newest, the corrected. The, we'll just say this is actually first trailer. Yes. <laughs> Uh, the Sonic the Hedgehog facelift trailer. The other one was like a teaser. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That one was scary. That was just incomplete. Concept. Was, yeah, yeah, concept yeah. trailer. Yeah. Pass. I still, I still don't want to go see it. Um, there's a new Scooby Doo one, Scooby Doo animated called Scoob. I forgot. Colon blah blah blah. I didn't write all that down. But it's, it's just, it's an origin story. Yeah. It's like when Scooby and Shaggy first meet. And then they meet the rest of the crew, but yet they still saw them. You know, uh, they go to a haunt. You know, they end up at a haunted house, and then solve it. You know, solve that. So um, I guarantee you, Grayson will probably going to go see it. I don't know if you work will, but it looks it looks okay. I mean, whatever. Uh, there's a new SpongeBob movie, SpongeBob Sponge on the Run, where John Wick has a cameo. Yeah, that, that's what sold me on it. I was like, man, first I was like, I'm not sure if I'm digging the animation. Then, hey, John Wick. Yeah, it's like, oh, Keanu Reeves. I'll go see it. As, <laughs> yes. With, yeah, I'm like, uh, I told York about it. He's like, oh, okay. Well, it broke, made me go to the other two and download the one of the songs. I'm like, oh. Yeah, Keanu is sage. All right, but I guarantee that Grayson, I want to go see it, so I'll probably go see that. Yeah. Trolls World Tour, a second trailer for that one. I'm already telling you, I will be there, not on purpose, not willingly, but because Grayson is still, hands down, one of her favorite movies of all time, as of five years old. Uh, as a, So we've... Um, we wore out a DVD copy so bad I had to go buy a new one. Wow. Yeah. And have it on digital. So. Wow. We will be going to see the second one. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, so those are the one, two, those are the four kids ones, um, trailer-wise. So apparently they turned the Universal, uh, Universal Horror, I don't think it was Universal, actually, no. That one's actually part of the Universal Monsters. They took the Invisible Man, H.G. Wells is the Invisible Man, uh, the original one played by Claude Rains, who was in Casablanca and uh, Alfred Hitchcock's, Hitchcock's, uh, I said Cockas, that's funny. Alfred Hitchcock's uh, movie, Notorious, he was a villain in that. Anyways, uh, it took that movie and it said, what if we made this a horror movie and put Elizabeth Moss in it? Could work. It could. So she was the best part of the kitchen. There you go. So, so I don't foresee this being super great. But I will probably go see it. 
to see what they've done with it. Because I, I mean, I'll be interested to see a new iteration of it and see how they can update it um, and kind of spin the story, I guess, or you know, not spin it, but I mean, breathe new life into it. Right. Try something different and have it not be Hollow Man from 1990, whatever, or early 2000. And then uh, Seaberg is a biopic with Case Stu and a, actually a fairly decent cast um, too. Uh, for about, I think it's a civil rights activist, I think. I can't remember because I read the sum- summary but I haven't actually watched it yet. Okay. But those are the two. So there you go. Four kids ones, two adult ones, just in time for, I get, and the kids ones I think are all, um, Aside from Trolls, I think Spongebob and Scoob are both in the summer. I'm not sure about Sonic. I think Trolls is in like a January or February. I think it's uh, Dumping Ground. I think Sonic is spring. Because actually that movie was supposed to already be out. Yeah. And they bumped yeah. it back and put... Way uh, back. Oh, that they put in its place. Uh, Play With Fire came out first. Oh, okay. So they just... Swapped it. it. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably somewhere on their part. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> All right. Um, I guess that is our episode, man. All right. So, um, yeah. Oh, uh, so uh, I almost forgot to announce this because I haven't actually mentioned it on on the show. Uh, next week we will have another special episode. Okay. People are gonna start getting having expectations, Patrick. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Uh, I and or we because uh, with your still game time decision um, next Sunday we go from uh, a week from this Sunday yeah um, when it drops it'll be this Sunday yeah it's it's weird recording pre ahead of time <laughs> so time becomes an issue um, be interviewing uh, film director Trisha I believe it's pronounced C S I E that's Sounds right. Um, she directed the movie Step Up All In, and she directed Pitch Perfect 3. So we'll be doing a special episode talking to her about, uh, hopefully I'll be able to, she just wrapped on the movie, and that, which is why um, it's taking so long for me to get this coordinated. Right. And I'm very excited to talk to her about about her newest one, if she can talk, whatever she can bring, talk about talking about those two movies that I've already mentioned. She's also directed a bunch of music videos for the band OK Go. If you haven't seen them, I would definitely put them, you know, add them on, on the website. Um, they're phenomenal. I'll be asking about those because the, the, those are phenomenal videos, how she, record, how she made those. And then also talking to her about what it's like, uh, you know, movies for her growing up, just like we did, <clears throat> kind of similar questions about that we that I asked um, on the to uh, the ladies from the Strange South, basically movies where it was like growing up, and then she's also uh, I believe has a son, so okay. movies what it's like being a a movie a person that makes movies, taking her kids to taking her you know her child to go see movies, right. and how that works. So. Very excited about that. Um, so we're, we'll be recording that. Um, when you listen to this, it'll be the that coming Sunday, and then that'll all go. We'll drop that Monday. So week from. So the next episode will not. After this one, will not be a regular episode. It'll be a 
a special episode. And then, yeah. Then Thanksgiving will be here. So, we, I will be out of town. And, yeah. So, we'll we'll, uh, we'll try and have something there, too. Be a bit of a hiatus, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Just a short hiatus. Yeah. So, we'll figure something out, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. And then I've got another... Uh, I've got another interview I still need to try and arrange and schedule. Um, so, yeah, great things are happening here. And, like, as always, trying to, we always want to say thank you for listening because we really appreciate it that, I mean, Patrick and I would probably do this if nobody was listening because we just enjoy movies and yeah. talking about movies with people. And I always try and encourage people to listen. Um, if you like it, please, you know, give us a, rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you listen to that would help us out a lot as far as you know reaching more listeners uh, suggest it to a friend or a parent someone that's got kids and maybe can't make it to the movies and makes it harder for them to go see movies and choosing what they want to see recommend the show that would help us out too and maybe then help other people out as well right um, and then of course like us, follow us on all our social media, and uh, yeah, awesome. So I guess Patrick, if I don't see you at the recording next week after Thanksgiving, likewise. So, and we will talk to you all next time. Bye. Later.